Hey, all my fellow quarantine doomers. Welcome back to Hatsune Miku's Crack House, episode 14. I'm your host, as always, Sam Kingma, and join me as my best friend and co-host, Miles J. Miles, what's going on this week? Uh, not too much. I, I am doing, uh, I'm doing what every, uh, uh, what every doomer should be doing, which is revisiting nostalgic childhood games uh, and seeing if they hold up. Yeah, I've been feeling that way. I remember at the beginning of quarantine, I, like, for, the first game that defined my quarantine experience was Jet Set Radio Future, which I got working on my uh, computer through, uh, CXBX was the emulator I used. Now, CXBX only runs, like, ten games. You, it only work. it t- only does ten games. Everything else doesn't work. Jet Set Radio, one of those fucking ten games. So, I'm happy. And no longer need a remaster. It's fine. I don't need it anymore. It's good. And I remember playing that game and getting, like, really depressed, because I was like, damn... Remember 2002? Remember when video games were actually good? Remember when great games were great video games? Because this is a problem I've been having recently, Miles. Because I'm thinking about... Just recently. Th- just, just recently. recently. No, this has, been, this has been a fucking eternity. <laughs> yeah, I was about to me. say. I'm like, bro, are you, don't lie to yourself. Don't lie to us. Don't lie to the audience. Now, now, many people, many people on the internet, especially dumbasses on Twitter, fight a lot of culture wars, you know? A lot of culture wars, you know, maybe stereotypes against women in media, you know, stereotypes against, you know, you know, the LGBT community. I, my, my culture war is against people who say games that are like more movie than game are good and are like not good, but the peak of the medium I have an issue with because here's a game I've been thinking about picking up because it's the Steam summer sale. This happens every fucking year, regardless of the deals. I always buy like $200 worth of games. It just happens. And I don't do it over. I don't do it all at once either. Because this is a two week event in which nothing changes now. Because if we remember the Steam summer sale five or six years ago, it was a like a two week. You have Steam up at all times looking for the 90% flash deal so you can get, you know, GTA 4 for like a dollar kind of deal. Now they've changed it. The deals are less good which is why everyone's pissed off, but it's a smoother buying experience. You don't have to worry about fucking yourself by getting a game for 20 when the next day it went on sale for five. You know what I'm saying? So I'm thinking about getting Red Dead Redemption 2 because I like cowboys and I want to be a cowboy. I want to be, I want to be wanted dead or alive on a steel horse that I ride miles. And I'm like, damn, it'd be really cool to be a cowboy right now. But then I think about it and then I look at reviews and they all say how great the game looks, which I agree, that game looks fucking fantastic. But like, then I look at that shooting and I want to cry. <laughs> I'm like, this looks, why? I want to be a cowboy and have fun and go on cowboy adventures. I don't want to follow Rockstar's linear action pack set piece bullshit that we're going to do everything in our power to, to get you, to, we're, we're going to funnel you down so hard that we're going to remove your fun. And it's like, I want to play a game. I've heard that that Red Dead 1 is the cowboy game and Red Dead 2 is the movie. Here's the deal, Miles. I would play Red Dead, but it's not on PC, baby. Of course it's not, because Red Dead 2 is the, is the one that, that everyone wants. Red Dead 1, would that come out in like 2011? Yeah, Who even like that remembers t- games from that year? What even came out in 2011? Nothing. Dark Souls, no Skyrim, games, no games Arkham City. Came, shut up. No games came out in 2011. 2011 was was a year. Well, what was out the Wii? Who remembers the Wii? 
No one likes games that weren't made for this generation. And once the PS5 comes out, we're gonna look at we're gonna look at Bloodborne. We're gonna look at Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain. We're gonna look at Breath of the Wild. We're gonna look at Near Automata. We're gonna look at Persona 5. We're gonna look at all all uh, Final Fantasy 7 remake. All the games that got 10 out of 10s. We're gonna look at them and we're gonna be like, those are garbage. Last of Us Part 2, garbage. If it came out on the PS5, masterpiece. I, I do feel this. This does happen in a lot of, like, mainstream outlets and stuff. They'll look back on games and they'll say, like, actually, this is aged really poorly. It's like, yeah, because that's the devil deal you make with realistic graphics. Or that's the deal you make when you try to make things cinematic. Well, you know what I have been playing that is genuinely... Gen like, when we talk about cinematic, I don't just mean it's like a movie. I mean, like, visionary camera work. Like... We, we're, we're looking at some brilliant shot composition. Like, they're like, we, we have a set, we have an environment. Our cameras are a, a floating object. We could do so many things. We could do all these crazy camera angles. That is like, they're not trying to emulate a movie. They're, they're making really bold cinematic choices that only work in games. And do you know what that game is? Uh, that game would be, um, Pong on the Atari 2600. Pong on the Atari 2600. No, it is. It is um, the most overrated game in video game history. You know what I'm talking about. It's the called... Last of Us, baby. Hey! No, that game. That game actually is shot reverse shot garbage. Um, <laughs> uh, it is the Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. And let me tell you something, man. I'm replaying it right now, and and I'm I'm like I'm I'm looking for it. This time, I'm going into it like. Is this game overrated? Is it garbage? You're really trying to you're really trying to remove all hope and happiness from your life right now. If you're if you're going to Ocarina of Time being like, maybe I was wrong. Maybe I was wrong this whole time. Maybe it isn't that good. I, I have I have noticed things that do bother me now that I'm older as far as like and I think the other problem is that unfortunately I was trying to get it to work on emulator and it worked great. But um for whatever reason the controllers I was using, they didn't read the up analog stick uh input strong enough so link was constantly walking so i was like all right i'll play the wii version or the wii u version so so there's a couple different things that unfortunately when you have input lag it makes it a little less fun because the input lag on the wii u version is nuts um but uh i mean like i think the only problem i've really had is like inconsistent text boxes as far as skipping as far as skipping, like, certain dialogue where sometimes you can mash through it or hold B and it'll just, like, go through the entire thing and other times... Yeah, and other times it won't let you skip it at all. I, I wish there was more, like, sense to it where I would be able to to know before I start hitting B, like, oh, this isn't gonna work, I'm just gonna sit back and watch it. But, like, it's actually nuts how that game came out in 1998 and it just has such brilliant cinematography because they weren't trying to do movies. Like, they, they were doing things that... In the same way that, like, Mario 64 was like, okay, we have 3D level design. How can we imagine platforming in 3D? They were like, how can we imagine storytelling and acting in 3D? And they were like, well, our cameras are uh, not a physical object. And we can build these sets that are big rings so that we don't, like, leave the environment or anything like that. Um, so as long as we know where the boundaries of our environment are and our camera flies through them accurately, we can do all these incredible things. We can have the the POV fairy shot at the beginning oh, of the game. Oh, that's great. Still yeah. incredible, dude. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, there's one shot I've been I've been going crazy over, which is after Zelda tells you about the, her, her dream, uh, the, the dream she had and the uh, 
the extra lore about the Triforce, they pan from the sky. Look at the sky. And it's a wide shot of the entire courtyard. Pan down from the sky and then push in between two flowers that frame Link and Zelda between the flowers. And I'm like, this shit is amazing. Like, that in real life, that would be a crane shot. And it would take a ton of of like technology. You would you would need you would need the crane. You would of course need to have have a perfect shot between these two perfectly positioned flowers. And it's like, no, they just built the environment and they they probably built the environment and they said, okay, what can we do with this? Well, we have these flowers, let's do this cool push-in shot. You know, like when when you get Epona, you leap over the camera. The camera God, yeah. so good. Oh yeah, the camera like pans down on under Epona, and then bam, she lands in front of the camera, seamless, completely seamless, and it's like so good. And then the rest of the game is also so good. And I've talked about the rest of the game before. I'm not going to talk any more about it, but like it is insane because we talk so much about oh, this game is so cinematic. No, what people mean is that it's got really good performances. Yeah, and like that's and here's the deal. That's got merit. And here's the deal: good dialogue, good performances. That's got merit, especially when so many games have, like, these D-tier fucking performances that they turn in. I mean, I always joke about how much I fucking love Dying Light, and I think it's the most underrated game of the generation. But, like, that story sucks, bro. That yeah. story is so trash. It's, it, it, is, it is a thing of, like, if The Last of Us' story is, is what I would call good. Uh, <laughs> I, I, would, I, would, I would call it good i wouldn't say anything nicer about it than what it deserves which is that it is very well acted and good <laughs> it is good it is it good, is good. I like the last of us part one it's that's the thing like like i i it is good i'm not gonna like inflate it because the acting's good or or like there's some good themes like it is a good work but but as far as i'm concerned it is pretty much just like Oh, this is what I get from movies. You know what I mean? Like, or, or from television, like a Netflix yeah. show. And, um, and that's, and that was kind of my original point. Yeah, that, that's the big issue of like all these cinematic games. Like they really are just like, they're not better than TV. They're as good as TV. And like, I'm sorry, but TV is not that great. Like, I, I know you think it is, but like, there, like, like Westworld is not great. It's bad. Um, no, I think most people I know think Westworld sucks. People, people th I know are like Westworld. But I know is there's a lot. I mean, here's the deal: show's got three fucking seasons, so people are watching it because people will accept anything from TV, dude. I'm I telling mean, here's you. the deal. I mean, I in in a little bit of defense of why people think TV is so good now, because you look back 20 years ago or 25 years ago. And TV really was the fucking salt of the earth. Before video games rotted your brains, TV rotted your brains. Now TV's considered fucking high art. Here's the fucking difference. Video games have always been good. Like, uh, uh, this is the fucking difference. Is that people are talking like video games just got good stories and just got cinematic. I am playing a game that came out in 1998. And, and, and it is it, a vision, like, as far as camera work goes, better than anything. And, like, I'm, I'm sorry, even better than Kojima games. Like, as far as, like, just great, slick cinematography goes. Kojima games have better stories, like, conventionally speaking. But, like, thematically, like, Ocarina of Time kicks the average Kojima games ass in terms of, like, just the, the quality of the cohesion of everything. Everything in Ocarina of Time serves one single purpose. Nothing is... 
is super uh, su- is superfluous. Uh, all the camera work is really like very visionary, and it and it doesn't frame the game like it's a movie. It frames the game like it's a game, um, and it and it's just so intricate and interesting. And like TV, I get it. TV used to rot your brains, but there was good shit on TV too. I mean, like the the problem Sopranos. is. Yeah, The Sopranos. Or I'm just fucking, thinking of something from, like, the 90s. Fucking The Sopranos, 2000, HBO. I mean, even, like, look, even The Simpsons. Even The Simpsons was, like, comedy fucking gold. You you had you had all these great te- television shows from that era. Uh, uh, Seinfeld. I mean, even before then. Like, you had something like St. Elsewhere. And St. Elsewhere, that shit got meta. Star Trek, 1987. Next generation of Star Trek. Like... <laughs> Just like games, TV has been good, too. The difference is now, TV is R-rated. And R-rated is art. Even though people are like, movies became art in the 70s with, with Bonnie and Clyde. And it's like, have you seen Citizen Kane? Have you seen 12 Angry Men? Yeah, both fucking incredible, both incredible fucking films. Remember Metropolis? Although here's the deal, because it's funny we bring up 12 Angry Men, because this is the problem I have with like a lot of people, because it's like, oh man, because I'm sure plenty of people back when they watched fucking 12 Angry Men are like, oh man, 12 Angry Men is so good. It's just like a stage play. I think it really is. A, I think it is adapted from a stage it play. It is adapted could from be, a stage play. But like, my, my problem is when when people talk about games and they're like, oh, I, I like X game. I don't want to pick on The Last of Us any more than we have. But like, you know, I, oh, like, oh, I like this game. It feels like a movie or like Red Dead 2 feels like a movie. It's like, well, why don't you just go to the fucking movies? Don't you, would you want to just see the medium that you want? Why do you want to play a game to get a fucking movie experience? We have movies. It's like movies don't get made or they don't exist. Like they're there. Why do you want that? Like to me, I play a video game because I want to play a video game i want to have fun playing the game and when i see all these people highlight and praise genuinely good games most of the time genuinely good games that have a lot of merit for being like that are you know cinematic and that have really great acting and that have really excellent dialogue you know shit that people look for in movies and they're like yep this is the peak of the medium i'm like i'm fucking sorry no because the game is what matters. I care about the game part of playing the video game. Not how much it makes me want to go to the movies less, you know? It's, I mean, and, and the, the worst part about it is, like, like, yes, games are like movies. And now we can say, though, games are like Netflix television shows. Do you know what everybody owns, Samuel? A Netflix account? A Netflix account. And and I'm telling you something, man. If you want to watch a, a a miserable thing where people shoot each other and and lament over loss and it's a revenge story, The Punisher, 13 very good episodes. I watched an episode of Daredevil and I was like, this kind of sucks. Uh, like- the, the Marvel show. Here's the thing. I think the Marvel shows are a lot like seventh gen games. They were great when they came out and then you watch them um i will say daredevil gets better then gets worse and then gets much better so i isn't there a 10 minute one shot in the second season uh in the first season oh i but isn't there like a fight in a prison that's just one long oh yes yes there is yeah i I, i've seen like i think i saw a minute of that i'm like this is pretty sick yeah the well it's that's the punisher like that's Uh, yeah uh, 
I guess you should watch The Punisher. Also, The Punisher's cool. Yeah. Pun- the Punisher great. fucking kills people, and that's what makes him interesting. <laughs> it's yeah, I mean that that's the thing. I love I love murder. Um I love I love when people die in media because it has stakes and it's interesting. And and with the Punisher, like everything he does is really up close. Like it's not faceless bad guys. It's 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 pretty hard to watch, which is why it's the best. Um but like People people talk about like, oh, this is so cinematic. And I'm like, maybe it should have been directed by someone who has any original ideas. Like, I'm sorry, pointing and shooting a camera. Yes, it is a skill. You have to learn how to do it. But like, ultimately, there are just some people who have a, a fantastic eye and they can see space and go, OK, here's what would make for something really interesting spatially based on the set we have, based on the location we have. Um, and then there are other people who went to film school because they just want to direct a movie. Ever told you about blueberries, Sam? No, blueberries? No. Uh, there was a, a film, and I'm making a bunch of air quotes around film, uh, at my film school. More quotation marks around film school. That's around 20 quotation marks if you're keeping track. Technically, we are communications school. Um, in the top 10, uh, and I don't know how we got there, uh, but hey man, I got my degree in digital storytelling. Don't feel bad. Yeah, no, I got, I got a real degree. Um, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, I knew he basically made a film, uh, and it was just two camera moves. And then the actors were improvising the rest of the thing. And basically it was a couple in bed and they have an argument and it's like seeing their, their morning turn into a breakup. Um, and he was like. I just I think he gave them the first line and then he let them improvise the rest. How long is this? It's like five minutes. Okay. All right. Yeah, I can appre- not- I, I, I can appreciate this from like an experimental perspective. I'm sure it turned out horribly, it's, but, I can that- appre- but I can appreciate the idea. The, uh, the problem. The problem is the director. When he wrote it up, he was like, this brilliant work of mine was was an experiment in in uh, in trying to get the most natural film that I possibly could. I I I had my actors uh, take the lead. I gave them the first role, and then I directed them uh, from their position to give me what I wanted, but not verbally without actually saying. And I, and I'm like I remember the Vimeo like like description being like. Here is this great thing that I made, and I'm like, you didn't make this, man. Like, the actors did, and and you might as well have not been there. Like, the the thing is, like, the camera pans from an open bedroom window down to the bed. I here's the deal: if you wanted to make the most realistic portrayal of real life on film, take your iPhone, put it on the fucking ground in a park, hit record, come back in an hour. There you fucking go. There's your fucking movie. If you wanted realism portrayal. But guess what? Realism sucks. Like, I'm so sick of this, like, oh, it, it, well, it's not realistic, or oh, it ain't realistic. Realism is boring, dude. You ever watch logs fall off a fucking truck in real life? Shit sucks. They bounce, <laughs> like, half a foot, and then they stop. It's like, no. Remember in Final Destination, how when those logs fall off the truck, it goes through the fucking window and axes the guy? Shit's dope. Shit's cool, but it's also make-believe fucking film bullshit, right? Well, well, my my issue with it is like is like, okay, yes, we're filming this couple from the bed. I don't know, get two angles, you know? Like like set up two different cameras. Have a camera mount braced on the ceiling, right? Get yeah. a nice overhead shot. And then maybe when they break up, you know, both of them like you know, they they lay apart, you know? Like cuz they're they're embracing the whole film. 
Yeah. And then maybe maybe they, they lay apart and, and, and they stop embracing and they go to their respective sides of the bed and we get that from the overhead shot and it's like, oh, we see them literally breaking apart. Like, I came up with this in two seconds. And it's not brilliant. Like, you know, it's it's not... I, I wouldn't call that a genius shot or anything no, like that. No, but it's a, a coherent idea yeah, that but, fits but the themes of the movie. It it, it is it is not not just a coherent idea. It is an idea that is at least momentarily interesting when you see it once. And it's like maybe maybe it would be a really nice shot too if if you staged the bed properly, you know, or you know made made sure everything kind of looked. You know, like uh, uh, maybe you have these really nice white linens because I remember it's a, a white white guy and a black girl. You, you have these nice white linens, you know. So already you mm. have white person, black person, color contrasts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and and it's like you have nice white linens and like a nice hardwood floor, and it's like you you know uh, this this color contrast of light and and dark brown uh, across the entire frame. You know what I mean? Like you could stage these things kind of interestingly. Um, where, 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 where there's just even, even a little bit of like, cause again, like those two actors, like the fact that one is light skin and one is dark skin, like, I don't know if this is racist or not, but yes, that is visually interesting. It is visually interesting to have people whose pigments, whose pigments are literally the opposite ends of the skin color spectrum. Like, I'm sorry. It just is. It's, it, I, what do you Chicken's want me to good. lie? Like. Chicken's hey, chicken's good, man. The chicken is good, and 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 like and and that's you know, it's it's aesthetically pleasing. They are two aesthetically pleasing people, two aesthetically pleasing skin colors, and and you have aesthetically pleasing white sheets and an aesthetically pleasing dark brown hardwood floor. It's like a black and white cookie the entire film. Um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm I I don't know. Like there there are just there are things that like you don't think about i i've been working on a very long form project and whenever i i tell people about my progress they're like wow it's done and i'm like no it's not there's 19 things that you haven't thought about that i have to think about every day and have answers to and 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 i i think that is the gen the difference between like something like ocarina of time where where i notice the camera work um and i notice all the little subtleties uh, just subconsciously, you, you might not have noticed, but your brain did that, you know, the Mr. Yeah. Plinkett line. Um, and, and something like The Last of Us, where it's, it's almost like you don't have to be a rocket scientist to grasp it because they make it really very, very clear what their intent is. Um, and, and I think it is a lot better to subconsciously realize something than to have an aha moment. Um, because an aha moment also takes you out of what's about to happen next. And that means that they have to very deliberately say, you know, like, like if someone says a line that like, oh, I understand now you have to pause because you have to let the audience let that soak in before moving on. And maybe, you know, you want your that gives your actor an opportunity to react and to show on their face how they are processing it um, versus like if you have an aha moment like, oh, I understand Ellie could forgive Joel so she can forgive anyone. And, and it's like. No, no, I mean, I get it, but no, like, I, I don't care versus like, I noticed on this playthrough, all of the great fairies, the ways that they position themselves after coming out of the fountain are in sexually inviting positions. They're not just like scantily clad. The way that they position themselves is traditional bedroom language. I'm shocked uh, you know anything about bedroom language, Miles. I know film. I've seen, I've seen, uh, I've seen, um... But do you know reality? 
do I know reality? To quote what? Lauren Hill, reality. Uh, I was uh, the, uh, I was also thinking of Rohan uh, Rohan Kishibe. Rohan Kish- God damn it! <laughs> God damn we it! Had, we had a bet at the beginning of this show to see how long we could go without mentioning JoJo, and it, it, we we made it a half hour. Anyways, every um, episode, <laughs> every episode wrong otherwise. Prove us wrong otherwise. But but yeah, it's like I noticed that like, uh, and one of them comes out doing like this sort of Marilyn Manson like head on the back of their hand, other hand on hips, uh, butt out, breast like um, out position. You know what I'm talking about? Like the model. Yeah, I, I, I can. The 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 great fairy I always remember is the one where her fucking tits are hanging out and her arms and legs and shit. They're just wide open. Like, yeah, like it, a welcoming sort, like about to big and embra- like bear hug someone. I I I, I, I think I think that's supposed to actually be missionary. I'll be completely yeah. or not missionary. Um, doggy style. Like damn. Yeah, I I think it's supposed to be doggy style. Um, Damn, that's hot. I need to replay fucking Ocarina of Time. Get yeah, no, like, and then one, titties. one of them comes out in, like, the slack-off pose. <laughs> which is not sexy when I word it like that. But, yo, you're telling you're telling me you don't want to, you know, you want to stick your dick in a slack-off, bro? Are I would not want to. I, I, here's the thing. A slack-off would be a fucking awful lover. You know how we talk about power bottoms? What's the opposite of a power bottom? A drain bottom? Well, here's the deal with it. You know what his, you know what his ability is, right? Uh, is it when he's almost dying, he gets a strength boost? What is no, it? No, so so his ability is truant. Because slacking is so fucking powerful, he only can attack every other turn. <laughs> Otherwise, he's slacking off. He's the only Pokemon with that ability. Slack off and Slack King have that ability. Vigoroth does not. Um, for some fucking reason. Well, Vigoroth is like the, act- the active ape. Yeah, he's yeah, Vigoroth. Vigor, um, which is great. Um, slacking's still great though because you can just put that ability on any other Pokemon. Hit him, hit, hit, hit him with a uh, Cofagrigus, and he gets mummy. Now he can attack every turn. Pokemon's great. So is the cinematic camera in Ocarina of Time. Well, well, one, one, the reason I bring that up though is because, like, yeah, like they moan, they're naked, like all of these different things. And and one of the things that I realized though is that every other Zelda game also pilfers that, but there's no point. Because it, it's not Ocarina of Time, a game about coming into adulthood. It's not a game about growing up. And part of manhood, I'm sorry, the, one of the traditional aspects of manhood is losing your virginity and and becoming healthily attracted to, you know, in a heteronormative sense, the opposite sex. It was 1998. Cut him some slack. 1998, everyone. Cut me some slack. Um, anyways, and, and like, and, and so when you have this, like, sexualized great fairy in all these other games, it just doesn't work. Because it's not the same the game is not about the same subject like uh, w- like the the drag queens in breath of the wild like the 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 drag queen great fairies it's like okay this is a cute idea but what does this have to do with the rest of the game thematically speaking like it's just nothing. aesthetic it's just aesthetic. The fucking it's because the game you liked did it yeah exactly that's the point i'm making and so like that was the moment where i realized oh my god this isn't just like a weird creative decision this is is one of the, of many 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 choices that represent the one theme in the game and the one theme that everything sticks to and i'm like this is great this this is this is not this is not simplicity this is focus this is exactly why for the same reasons you love Ocarina of time this is the exact same reason i love dark souls and while i genuinely love the souls like souls esque, however you want to word it, subgenre of game. It is like my comfort food kind of game. I just I just take to them. 
very well. There's a lot of games that just ape shit from Dark Souls with no understanding of why it was in the game to begin with. It's like, well, obviously we got to have a bonfire mechanic because Dark Souls had a bonfire mechanic. It's like, no, Dark Souls has a bonfire mechanic for very specific gameplay reasons and narrative thematic reasons. Why the fuck do the stormtroopers come back to life in Fallen Order? They're human beings. You hit them with the lightsaber, they die. Why do they come back? Well, they come back because that's how these games work. And not because there's some story or narrative reason for it. If, here, here's what I think. Here's something you could easily do, right? You, you rest at whatever... What is the game's equivalent of a bonfire? I don't know. I just call them bonfires. It's like what, a like, Jedi shrine bullshit. Some inscript. It's like a fucking alchemist circle from FMA. Yeah, alchemist circle. Yeah, so you rest at the alchemist circle. Maybe there's a fade out, and then it's like you hear some radio chatter that's like, attention, soldiers have been redeployed from yeah, the first order. Exactly. Just one, one little, one little line that recontextualizes it. I'm playing through Code Vein right now. Code Vein, great job. They contextualize the fucking point. They contextualize the point. They contextualize coming back to life. They contextualize everything. It's great. It makes you feel like what you're doing actually matters. In the moment to moment. It's great. It doesn't have any ludonarrative dissonance. Like a certain other game that we played for three hours, uh, or 23 hours uh, a couple weeks ago has. 30 hours. 30 hours in some cases. 29 hours, 48 minutes, actually, to be very accurate. Mercy, those t I'm grateful for those 12 minutes, man. Let me tell you something. <laughs> those were 12 minutes I could spend looking at, at uh, porn or something. <laughs> exactly, or, any, or, or doing anything else for your fucking time. Yeah, um, I wouldn't have done anything valuable, but I, I, I wasn't in pain, and that's the important part. Can I, you know the other thing I want to talk about recently? I finished a very great show. It was called... Tag Tagen Tempen Gurren Lagen. Tangen Tapa Gurren Lagan. Tangen Tempen Gurren Magan. Tangen Tapa Gurren Lagan. Dangen Rampa Golden Deer. Dangen Rampa Golden Experience Requiem. Dangen Rampa Golden Experience. Um And Knuckles featuring Dante from the Devil May Cry series. Uh new funky mode. Anyways, uh so I finished Tangen Tapa Gurren Lagan. Yes, Tangen Tapa Gurren Lagan. I only call it Gurren Lagan, basically. Most people do. Yes. I don't even know what the fucking Tangen Tapa even means. Well, I won't spoil Tasty it. Tangy Gooey Lagoon. <laughs> I, won't, I won't spoil it. Tangen Tapa Goofy Goober. <laughs> um, I won't spoil it, but, but I will say I've realized the true most important thing... Uh, and and I want to ask you what yours is, but because we all have, we talked about our 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 Sam and Miles core like things. You have your big king for prison. I have a thing yeah. for small towns. I, I realized couple, I got a couple small ones. I, I realized my smallest biggest one the other day because I I finished the series fantastic, and I'll talk I'll talk more about how this how this has made me more of a doomer. Ironically enough. <laughs> Even though it's the most optimistic, even though it's the most the bloomer bloomer show around, it dude. is. It is maybe it is maybe the most it optimistic. It is doomer thing. to bloomer media, straight yeah. up. Yeah, it is. It is like ev everything that that Trigger does, and I and I will say this much. Um, I think the reason that because I talked about how Trigger is just okay at storytelling, but yes. they're great at feeling. 
This is the perfect example of that. Like, the story is, like, decent. It's good. But you feel the shit out of it. Um, but but I realized because there is the movie and then there is the anime. And the anime ends with, with a, you know, uh, two big mechs going at it. Because, of course, yeah, it's, it's a mech pretty show. Pretty sick. Yeah, pretty standard. The movie, though, ends with all these big mechs. And then at the end, after all the big mechs have been have punched each other enough, gets out of the cockpit. And it becomes a fist fight. Yeah, and, baby. And and I that's realized, a great one too. Simon smacks the shit out of the anti spiral. Oh, it's so good. And 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 it's a fucking. It's just a flat wide shot, dude. It's a in a white wide plane, shot, dude. Baby. It's so good. And, it's and so it's, good. And they're just slugging each other. And I realized something. I was like. Fist fights. Miles' core is fist fights. Like I, I don't, I don't want to ever see a big Marvel action end scene ever again. They do nothing for me. What I want is a fist fight. I want a static medium wide or a static wide shot, and two people who are bloody and they're tired and they're panting the whole time and they're just slugging each other. And, and it's it, so intimate. Yeah, and, it's such and, an intimate way to end anything. Yeah, and and I don't, I don't want anyone saying like. Had enough yet? Wiping the blood off. Boom! No, like I just, I just need just them go. to not talk. Pure, pure, pure id. Pure there id. Is, yeah, there is no dialogue. There is nothing left but fists. And I, and I, I want that. And and I was thinking about about another another piece of media that ends with a fist fight that left me with nothing. Um, and I was like, and 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 I was just thinking, like, why is that? And I and I think it is genuinely just because the best way to do a fist fight is near complete silence as well, just nothing but mm, mm, fists colliding against skin. Mm, nothing like a fist fight. Every every great game ends with a fist fight. Every great movie ends with a fist fight. Like. I'm. This is my new kink: is fist fights, and like, and and I don't, and and, and no kicks. I don't need kicks. I don't need uh, spinning camera angles. Like, I don't need complex martial arts. I don't get me wrong. I want two exhausted people who are both about to die punching each other. Now, now, Miles, let me ask you something, because because I have a piece of media. I have a movie. That combines both of our our one true love. Have you seen Brawl in Cell Block ninety nine? I have not, and now I have to. So so here's the deal. So this is the this is the one movie that like very few people know about, but I do because I was friends with film people in college. Brawl in Cell Block ninety nine is a two hour film. There's thirty five minutes of setup. He gets sent to prison, and then he has to work his way to the 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 upper maximum of the prison cell block 99 and he does so by beating the shit out of everyone and it becomes nothing but these fucking brutal ass street fighter with no powers fist fights um for like the last hour of the movie and it's fucking awesome but and does the end of the film end with two exhausted people who can barely stand punching each other yeah, maybe. It's been a couple years. Okay, well, if it doesn't, the, I'm gonna come back angry. But there's a ton of fights! There's a ton of fist fights, I don't fights, need bro. fist fights, I need this specific the kind fist of fist fight. fight. that fist fight that ends a 
piece of media. Yeah, I need the fist fight that ends a piece of media, but it involves both people being completely tired. <laughs> like, that's that's the important part is like... What pieces of fucking media do this? I can think of two or three. I can think of three. Last was part two. Um, Metal Gear Solid for the fa- Metal Gear Solid for Sons of Liberty. I've ruined. I'm sorry. You. Fuck for Guns of the Patriots. I fucked I've, that up three times. I've ruined three you. Times. I've ruined you, Sam. But yeah, Guns of the Patriots, Last of Us Part Two, and uh, Gun Gurren Lagann movie. Any any other any other thing do this? So it doesn't it doesn't have to end the the product. It doesn't have to be the last thing that happens. It just needs to be the climactic battle. It is better if it ends. Uh, it or but as long as it is the last fight, uh, the last major fight, okay, um, with a particular adversary. I think okay. I think basically the point is that whoever they're fist fighting has to die at the end of the fight. Okay, um, I think Cell Block ninety nine does this then. Okay, perfect, perfect. Yeah, because it's like, I you know like for for as much as for as much as I love I love a good anime battle like. And nothing is less hype to me than a beam. Yeah, beams are, are, are not as cool as actually punching someone. Well, I mean, it is cool when, when they drill through the giant anti-spiral in Gurren Lagann. Yeah. That one's cool. Um, but again, because that's very physical. Physical contact is very important to me. Um, beams are just, like, so impersonal and lame. Uh, you know you know the other one that I always like, though? This is, this is the, other, the other big kink I have. Is um is when someone is on their knees, uh, big kink. Someone's on the fuck. Um, <laughs> uh, this is the other piece of media I like to see. This is the other trope when someone is on their knees and they think there's the finishing blow, and then from from out of frame comes a hand, and they're like, "Come on, stand up," and then they're gonna spare them. And I'm like, "That shit's great." I don't even care if if they don't take their hand and they they try to kill them afterwards like uh like another game we've talked about on the podcast. I yeah. as as long as as long as after the battle they show them mercy, I'm like, "You're a good man. You are a good man, sir." Yeah, so so I I, I was thinking I've been thinking of two cuz I'm like, "What what is Sam core bullshit?" Here's a couple of like small ones. I like cars that bounce. So like <laughs> like like looping the third's car oh, how it's oh, very like, bouncy. Like how it bounces on the wheels. Yeah, it's like boom, boom, boom. I like that shit. That shit's so cool. I need a video game where where the car bounces like that, where the car's got that that anime bounce to it. Oh, I'm I, I'm I can picture one. I I can and I hear it in the back of my head. Uh, it makes a very specific noise. Oh my god, I can picture it. What is it, it, the car from Who Framed Roger Rabbit? That Dark fits. Cloud Two. There's a there's a bouncy car in Dark Cloud 2? There's a bouncy car in Dark Cloud 2. Hell yeah. Let's see what else. I like big tree. I like whenever there's a big tree. I just like big ass trees, but I want them big. Like Yggdrasil size. Like I want, like you cannot comprehend the size of how big this fucking tree is. I love big tree dude so 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 you you don't want deku tree size you want no i want big tree miles i want you it's hard to see the you could hard it's hard to see the curvature uh, of it from you look up and it's just it, it takes up your whole view of the sky big tree i'm trying to think of it like 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 Yggdrasil, like Yggdrasil is like the only one, yeah. Oh, the world, the world tree from Dark Cloud or from uh, Dragon Quest Heroes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big, t- perfect example of big tree. The one from Nine, the Dragon Quest Nine tree. Big, yeah. and that might actually just be called Yggdrasil. 
There's a ton of shit that's pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's Yggdrasil. 11 definitely has Yggdrasil. Yeah, 11 for sure has Yggdrasil. Uh, but I like Big Tree. I like Big Tales Tree. Tales of Symphonia. Yeah. I, I, I'll kill. I'll kill to get a Big Tree in my, my media. Just because okay, it, it's such a cool aesthetic. It's so cool. Like, do you I'll know how many different tree. animals and shit can live in that big-ass tree? You know how many ecosystems can thrive in just this one tree? You know, it is weird whenever we see big tree in media, um, and, and like, there is no animals there. The point of big tree is just that it is a big tree, but it, there's no seeds, there's no, like, branches, it's usually just a straight, like, a trunk. You ever um, watch, uh, you ever see, uh, po the Pokemon movie, uh, Lucario and the Mystery of Mew? That's got a big tree in it. That shit slaps. Uh, what is the best Pokemon movie? Because I, I have an answer that you might not have. So, so, the best Pokemon movie is, is, is like, probably the first one, um... Oh, yeah, that's But, but I gotta be honest, so, um, the, the, the quote-unquote reboot movies they've been doing are the ones that have really no... Or technically, outside of the first movie... Pokemon, the first movie. All the other ones, they're just not or non-canon side stories. But Ash and will have the company and the Pokemon that he has around the time of the anime when the movie is dropped. The movies come out like once a year. The movie, um, the first reboot movie, I think it was called uh, I Choose You or Pikachu I Choose You, the one that came out a couple years ago. Fucking fantastic! Like actually great. Hmm. The one that came after that's uh, also pretty decent. Not as good though. What's yours? Uh, I, I was going to say Celebi. Celebi's another great film. That's a Celebi's great film. Got, yo, Cel Celebi's got a big tree monster. Yeah, I was about to say. It's got, it's a Groudon uh, tree, right? Uh, That's no, what it is. Uh, no, it's just, it's just a big monster. It's, it's not supposed to look like Groudon? No, that's Jirachi Wishmaker where there's, there's a corrupted version from like Groudon cell. So it's Groudon, but it, it's not. Groudon's yeah. way smaller for the record. Groudon's like 20 feet. Maybe he's that, they ain't that big. Pokemon sizes are fucked, bro. You know, you know how big you know a Charizard my, is? You know, you know how taller than a Charizard? Uh, what was that? I'm I'm like four inches taller than a Charizard. You know that? Uh, I didn't. I did recently learn though that um, ferret ferret uh, yeah. is is taller than me, five eleven. Yeah, by uh, yeah by length. Yeah, by um, length. If you were to lay down, yeah, Dunsparce I think is in the six. Dunsparce foot range, is four eleven, and oh, so okay. is Salamance. It's weird. Pokemon yeah. sizes are weird and inconsistent. Don't worry about it. Read the Pokedex entries, though, if you want some creepypasta. Uh, but I was going to say the other thing that is spooky. This is a spooky thing. The one thing I love is a creature so big. The creature is so big um, that, that it makes me, that it makes me, it puts the fear of God in me. Like, oh, I fuck it. Oh, I, oh, I eat that shit up, too. Remember, you, you, did you ever get to that moment in Xenoblade Chronicles X where uh, there's that huge one? The yeah. big, there's a big one in one of the trailers. That's what I'm talking about. I love big shit too. But unfathomable but like my, the size. My my thing is when I'm playing a game, right? Yeah. When I'm playing a game, my issue is that the camera zoomed out so I can see the entire thing. What I want is something where I'm a speck and that thing is towering over the rest. Of yeah. The another frame. Xenoblade game, Xenoblade Chronicles. Don't spoil it. I ain't played it. I ain't played it yet. So I, I, I played 16 hours of the game on Wii. I still need to get the Definitive Edition. Uh, looks great. I will also uh, that get the game, Definitive Edition. That game is scope blows my fucking mind. I think about it. It's like, damn, I'm on the knee. All this shit here. We're on the knee for 10 hours. 
and we're on the fucking right near this thing? Are you kidding me? Shit's so cool. They're so big, dude. Biosyn mechanics are fucking huge. Yeah, like, I would want to stand at the bottom of one and, like, have it zoom out and it'd be like, oh my god. That's why, like, Cthulhu is overrated uh, to a lot of people, but, like, I'm like, Cthulhu is so big. And and the, and the thing about Cthulhu is, like, Cthulhu is big enough. Because I think about uh, cosmically big things. And yeah. I'm like, see, I know planets are big, right? Like, yeah. it might be different if I saw Azathoth or, or like, Shub Niggurath and, like, they were... <laughs> He's laughing. He's laughing. <laughs> That'd be the title of the episode of One Get Us Kicked Off the Platform. Yeah, anyways, Spotify. But but if 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 I was in space and I saw Azathoth or Shub Niggurath moving, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, did that on, I did that on purpose. <laughs> that might be different. Like seeing something in motion is always pretty scary. Um something big in motion is always terrifying. Yeah. But um but I I was thinking uh, this this actually dovetails well into the other thing I wanted to talk about. I have a new enemy. All right. Cool, cool and water's wet. What what else is fucking new? <laughs> I have a new thing I hate, Sam. All right. All right. And I I have learned a hatred of pixel art indie horror games. It's lame. A lot of them are lame. I can't think of a single good one now that you mentioned that specifically. Those criteria. Because I, th- I can think of a couple. I think one's called like Home or something like that. Home or Home Alone or something like that. Uh, or You know the game I'm talking about, right? It's called no. like Home or something. Or, or maybe I, I'm totally, I might be totally know, off base. I know Gone Home, that's kind of a cool game. That is a cool game. Hor- kind of horror vibes, except the... the but the, it's not the, a... The, yeah. The, 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 that's the, the gimmick, is that it's not a horror game. It's not a horror game. It's a, uh, it's a little, little narrative. Yeah, it is. And it's a good good time. Um, yeah, I like but that game. But yeah. Pardon? I like that game. Yeah, I do like that game. It's good. It's, it's a good game. For once, a walking simulator came out and it's good. Yeah. It, it, it's it's almost like it uses the medium to its advantage to tell an interesting story that you couldn't do on fucking film. Uh, but anyways, uh, no pixel art horror. I I cannot think of a single game that that is good in that in that category. Or not, there's not one that immediately springs to mind that is pixel art and is an indie game and is horror themed. Because most of the horror themed indie games are all first person walkers. First person walk and run games like Outlast or Five Nights, although that's more of a single room kind of puzzle thing. Or um Amnesia, The Dark Descent. What what pixel art horror game have you played that's indie? So here's the thing. So there there are two two different categories. Does you Nikki count? Well, I was about to say there are indie horror RPG maker games mm-hmm. and indie horror pixel art games. Okay. RPG maker games tend to be very good because because those are are usually full length games. With the beginning, let's be honest. The end. one the ones that are t- talked about by the public are good. Yeah, um, like you you may Nikki, of course, is I don't consider that a horror game. I consider it more of like a David Lynch kind of surreal game. There are horror elements, but I think I think that's a little bit of a disservice to the non horror aspects of the game to call it a oh, horror okay. game. I, I haven't I I've only watched the Night Rad video and I haven't played it. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a case of like people want to call it a horror game because it scares them, but like it's it's sort of like saying Metal Gear Solid Two is a horror game. 
Yeah, that's not. Yeah, like, like, yeah, it's spooky. It's spooky at times. Like, there's some scary stuff in there. Um, there's probably a better example. Like, uh, it's like saying Bloodborne's a horror game. Yeah. Okay. Like it's, yeah. It's not quite there. It it's spooky. It's it, it's spooky, and it will scare you. Yeah. But that's not like the the point. Yeah. Because I always joke where it's like I I just don't like being scared. But I like horror themed shit. Yeah. Like Castlevania is like Halloween spooky fun. Let's go kill Dracula. Yeah. Kind I, of love, I love I love that shit. shit. Um, horror. I I like horror more than you, but yeah, like I I like spooky. Um, but. Um, so, so those are really good. My recommendation, uh, Mogeko Castle. If you've never played it, that's a weird fucking game. game. Trigger warning, trigger warning, lots of rape. So much rape, all the rape you could ever want. Is, uh, is there a rape ring run by the uh, baseball team at Liberty High School? There is a rape ring of cats, of, of Nekos. Oh, so it's a furry game. Uh, so, so the, the cats are a little like, they're like the Azumanga Daio cat. The yellow oh, one. okay, okay. Um, Chio Chan's dad, like they, they, and but the thing is, they're horny vermin, and they wanna, they wanna to to rape your character, um, and you gotta survive inside of Rape Castle. Um, last, you know what? Thirteen reasons why I had a rape ring. We're one amping it with a rape castle. <laughs> That's the season five reunion season <laughs> in fifteen years. Thank Castillo God. de Rape. <laughs> God, dude. The Castellan of Rape is uh, Mo Gecko. So there's a couple different characters. There's Yonaka. That's the main character. Yonaka. Okay. And she's going home to her brother. Her, her uh, I believe it's her older brother. Uh, no, stepbrother. So, no, it is her brother. Uh, her, her Onichan, if you will. Um, anyways. Um, so Yonaka's alone on the train, and she ends up seeing the Mo Gecko. And the Mo Gecko, she, she falls asleep on her on her. Uh, on the train, wakes up at the end of the line, and she leaves. And the Mogecko are these horny little cats, and they're like, "Yo, I want to eat that." Yo, yo, get, yo, give me your pussy, boy. Yeah, they're, 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 give me they're the like, pussy for the pussy, baby. They're like Hannah Baker, hit me up. You got a <laughs> fat ass. Um, and and so they uh, they so you have to survive inside of this in in Castilla de Rape. Uh, and, how uh, how old is is uh, what the fuck's her name? You Yonaka. Uh, Yonaka, how old? She- She's like fifteen, maybe fifteen. Yeah. Okay, cool. She's a minor. Right. Is the point? Um, All right. Call and the Smash community up. Yeah, and so uh, and so there's um, Mo Gecko, who is the king of the castle, and he's really immature. And then there's Mo Gecko, who is a, a dominatrix Mo Gecko, um, and she's like a blonde girl who loves torturing and killing people. Uh, right. Sexually, and it's like great. Uh, it's, this it's game great... sounds wild, dude. It's, <laughs> this well, game I, it's interesting nuts. because. I think it. I think it is a is a critique. Uh, specifically, I think it is a critique of the age of consent. Oh wow! Okay. I think it's a critique of Japan's age of consent, and 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 the fact that when you turn a certain age, when you're fucking thirteen years old, and and just let's just be clear, the age of consent is thirteen in Japan, but there's like a million asterisks around that. I've I've looked into this because people always go like, well, the age of consent is thirteen, and I'm like, that can't be right, and it is, but. A um, couple different things. You, you, if you're older than 18, your relationship has to be approved of by the parents yeah. of the child. Uh, so you can't have a secret relationship with someone the age of 13. You can't do it. Um, yeah, that's that's called. They have a separate call uh, charge for that. It's not statutory rape. It's corruption of minors. Okay. Um, I think it is still considered statutory rape, but there are a lot of prefactures with with um uh with uh 
uh, corruption of minors charges. So it has to be ordained and approved of by the family, and you have to be dating them. I'm so, shocked just dating. I'm shocked it's not, like, marriage or anything. Uh, no, I would I would prefer it be marriage, personally. But then again, would you really want to I, I mean, I'd, per- I'd, I'd prefer that not be the law at all. Yeah, I'd prefer it be 16, 18, like everywhere else in the world. Yeah. Um, but, um... I personally, I don't know how you feel, but I I feel pretty strongly about eighteen being the being the right age. I feel good about that. Some a part of me even feels like that's a little bit too young because I think about a lot about like uh, I if if it was my way, it would be twenty one. Yeah, I think a lot about alcohol to be quite to be honest. Like I think a lot about alcohol in that tw- in that twenty one on it because I've flip flopped over the year. But like alcohol sucks. Like alcohol sucks. It is incredibly fucking dangerous. Uh, when in the when in the wrong hands or when in the hands of res- irresponsible fucking people. When in the hands of when in the hands of people from Lincoln High, <laughs> fucking Liberty High, dude. Liberty High, Liberty High. High. Shit. I don't get fucked. <laughs> but yeah, and so I think I think about that all all the time. So it's like, yeah, maybe that's kind of fucked. That's just kind of kind of fucked. But I mean, if we're gonna consider eighteen adult status, which I think is too fucking low, I think it should be at least fucking twenty if we want to consider someone a fucking adult. Because I can tell you right now, I'm I'm twenty three years old right now, and I remember I had a I had a conversation with my brother. He's a couple years younger than me. He's twenty. And I was just reminiscing about the glory days in college, just reminiscing about, you know, past experiences of parties and stuff. And I was like, man, I was fucking stupid. Yeah, I was really dumb at 19 and I should not have been living alone. I should not have been making decisions. I had really bad judgment, like and that stuff I learned over time. And thankfully, I, I and obviously I didn't do anything too fucking anus. Otherwise, I wouldn't fucking be here today. But still, it's like, yeah, a lot of pressure is put on me. And you're just kind of thrown but at least people people go away to school anyways fucking thrown to the deep end you know what i hate i'm sorry like i, I don't mean to get political. no go for it what, what's you up, know what man? i hate when people are like we should lower the voting age to 16 oh god because, no because in their minds they think all the 16 year olds are woke they're gonna vote bernie blah 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 it's like no parents are gonna drive their kids to the voting booth they're gonna say look we're all voting this way you live in our fucking house. Like, a lot of kids, their politics are their parents' politics until they go off to school. And also, nobody knows what the fuck they're talking about at 16. I don't care how woke anyone is, you don't know what you're talking about. There are almost no policies that affect the lives of a 16-year-old. Once you're out of high school, like, really, politics starts to affect you around college. Like, that that's the age in which student loans become important. That's the age in which, uh, you know, how when you can hold a job for how many hours. Yeah, or you might wo- be, or depending on your situation, you might be paying your own rent. You might be paying for your own school. Like, you might be on your own if you're going, if you're going away to school. Or, on the other hand, you maybe, you might go a separate route. You either go into the military and you have to, and there's a lot of stuff to do, a lot of, uh, policy That's stuff to deal with being political, in the military. Yeah, the military. Or alternatively, you just go into the fucking workforce and you have to deal with fucking taxes. That that's the big thing too is the most that that a 16-year-old can really vote on is if they are gay or a person of color. Uh obviously that is a universal thing. They're going to want to vote on rights. Or if you have a part-time job, you're probably going to want to vote on minimum wage. Yeah. Otherwise, there is very little any Senate or senator or president is doing that really affects you or or world foreign affairs or anything like that. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I've been saying for I mean, I've been saying for a while now, especially uh, when all the like the when all the Black Lives Matter stuff started popping up again. I, I, I was trying to tell my people, I'd be like, look, look, I appreciate that, that you guys want to spread awareness and, 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 and do all that. That's great. Focus on your community. Focus on the community you live in and focus on making making sure that the people who are getting elected locally, 
Pixel indie art horror games, though. Which one did you play that upset you? So I played a lot, and I watched a lot. I watched a couple. Uh All right. So the first one I played was called... Um, Yikes, dude. (laughs) Yikes. It took place in a party. It it takes place at at a party. And it's clearly like Earthbound like a, inspired, like a party hard kind of party, yeah, or like, like a, party a night hard in the kind woods of kind of party, like a party hard, like a college party. Okay, okay. And it's clearly inspired by Earthbound, and it has maybe the lamest mechanic I've ever fucking seen. So, so you have to get, you have to navigate this house. It's a small house, um, and the thing is, all of your, and I like this idea. All of your your attacks involve the consumption of items. So, oh, you want to, like, you have beer bottles and you have cans, and you can throw different ones of them, and, and, and cans do less damage and beer bottles do more, but beer bottles break. Um, and you also have to drink uh, beer to recover your HP. Um, so it's like, cool, but but there's no, like, penalty for drinking a fuck ton of beer. There's no, like, uh, you, you can get... You can get these, like, labels that are supposed to be spent, like, they're supposed to be money, but you can't spend it on anything but this one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there are five endings, and all of the endings are, like, more or less the same. Um, and I think the game is ultimately about addiction. Okay. Um, and, and I was like, this is cute, but it's way too cryptic, and it, it makes way too little sense. Um, like, there there's all these, like, weird things like there are three npcs that you can help out and they don't really represent anything they're sort of just like fetch quests to progress the game but they're all in different situations one of them is in a shower um you have to get them clothes and it's like a woman one of them is in a bush and they're naked and one of them is stuck in a trunk and you can let them out and like nothing really happens when you let them out uh, like you don't see them they don't join your party or anything I, i don't know what the point was and and so I also thought the game was going to be darker because you start the game face down on a bed and there's a camera pointed at you. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is a game about, you know, uh, about um, date rape or whatever yeah. it's called. Uh, you know, party. I think I think there's a specific term for that. No, um, date rape is it. That, that counts. I thought it was party rape, uh, but it's not. I, that's a new one. That's yeah. a new one. We didn't learn and, about that in my uh, my. Uh... In 13 uh, liber- my liberal uh, journalism class in college or 13 reasons why although that do- although that that event does happen in 13 reasons why I don't think they call it that though I'm sure they don't um I'm, I'm sure they call it something else uh, I think they just called it just rape <laughs> oh well that's exactly what it is um <laughs> this is our most rape filled episode so yeah. far not even we didn't even we're not even done we're not, <laughs> we're even, not talking even about done. 13 reasons why um this is our most rape fill. That's a great title. We can't use it though. There've been so many. There've been like five great titles that we can't use to this. Yeah, well, they're all week. too edgy. Um, yeah. Anyways, so uh, so I, I expected it to be about more than it is. Like it's clearly about intoxication and drinking and like kind of losing control of your life. But like all the endings are are too vague and like. They're not scary. The problem is nothing leaves you less scared than not really being sure what happened. Yeah. Um, like, like it, it leaves you leaving the theater, like, thinking too much when really you sort of want to prime. I say theater because, like, movies are kind of the best example of this because you really you either want to leave a, a horror movie feeling like relieved and like you got through the experience. Like, this is the basis of Resident Evil or you want to leave feeling kind of like disturbed. And that's. More along the lines of like Silent Hill or you know something like that, um, and and uh, I think the issue is just like 
all of the endings involve you dying, and I think that the point is that she's in a party purgatory. Mm, oh, uh, okay. And, and the best ending is her. You sit on the toilet, and and you you that's the ending of the game. She sits on the toilet. It, this sounds lame as fuck. And it's a pixel art game. Yeah, it's a pixel art game. You sit on the toilet, and then it's like. No one survived this party, but one soul is going to find their way home. And I'm like, so is the toilet the portal to heaven? Because there, there is, you see a tape and there's a monster that starts in the bathroom. And I was like, okay, so this toilet is like a portal to hell and she's dead. So she's going down the toilet to hell. Is that This is dumb. This is sucks is what this is. Yeah, that's my guess. And th there's a lot of like great little mechanics, but I could, it's so clearly a, an Earthbound game. And I just want to say Earthbound ruined everything. Earthbound ruined every every Earthbound Earthbound ruined media for a hundred years. Um, yeah, Earth every every fucking indie pixel art RPG is a ripoff of Earthbound. Like, and what's what's the like both? Um, someone recently said um, the worst thing to happen to cartoons was Jurassic Bark, the Futurama episode with Fry's dog. Oh, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, and they're right. And they're they're right. completely right. And and Earthbound is the worst thing to happen to RPGs, uh, specifically to RPGs in the West. Because yeah. people who've never played Earthbound or Mother 3 are like, I'm going to rip that shit off. I know people who are doing that, you know, in, in every medium, not just games. Yeah. Um, and, and so, like, it was just so lame. Like, I learned nothing. I wasn't scared. I wasn't particularly, like, I, I was mostly annoyed. Because th there's sort of an expend and refill kind of mechanic. Like, you're constantly drinking beer, but you're also constantly losing health because you need to walk on glass and then you get a pair of shoes. And I'm like, OK, this is an upgrade that's going to let me walk on glass. And it's like, no, the shoes are just for the other person. I'm like, can I temporarily wear the shoes like and they were like, no. Yeah. Like the battles are like you have to spend cans. And if you run out, you can shove a zombie for one MP or for one HP. Um, and you only have three HP. It's like it's weird. I don't know. It's just not a great game necessarily. Um so so that that was the first one and that one didn't leave me angry um i will say there is one game it's called laurentum and that game is so for me it's it's clearly like a herbert west reanimator kind of situation um or like uh from beyond where there's just this guy in a house and he his me he he practices medicine but he practices medicine that is out that is unrestrained by mediocrity which of course means it's probably eldritch of some kind but it's a 2d top-down resident evil style game it's right. got weapons uh it's got some light puzzles i think my only issue is the walk speed is insanely slow because to translate the juking of like tight hallways they make it so you can't run without getting winded i'm guessing there's probably going to be some sort of like sprint upgrade like in the evil within just based on the way things are going but it's it's very victorian it's gothic resident evil in the Victorian era, or in, you know, in, in sort of like the late 1800s, uh, but based on H.P. Lovecraft's kind of idea of, of um, mad experimentation um, and, and portals and shit like that. And I'm like, this is wonderful. So I played I played the beta of that. Um, oh, it's not, was, not out? No, it's not out yet. It's it, it, I, it was a, a demo. Played the demo. Okay. Can you get it on Steam? Probably, yes. Okay. Where'd you get it? Uh, it was a download. But like where? Where's the uh, download? It's on, it's on alphabetagamer.com, basically. Oh, okay. That sounds not shady at all. It's 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 basically like where people upload demos. Also, I want to ask, are you are you the alpha gamer or are you the beta gamer? I'm obviously the alpha gamer because... <laughs> Jesus! <laughs>
Is that all the indie horror games you played? Or all no. the indie pin- No, it's not. And I'll go through the I'll go through them so I, I don't tire you out. So there was one game I played called To Do List, and this was I think the worst one. Because it was a, it, uh, I, I didn't play it actually. I watched it. I was tired by this point. Um, I played Laurentum, and I was like, "This is dope." And then uh, I played, um, I played uh, the other one, the party game, and it sucked. Um, and then, and then, <laughs> so I watched, remember the fucking name. <laughs> and then I watched, I watched some other one. I think it's called like No Survivors. It's got like a really generic like, bullshit yeah, par- name. party time like some shit like that oh my um, god party time <laughs> i don't know anyway so so uh so i played another one or i watched another one i didn't play it um and it was called to do list and it it's a it's a, a a cosmic horror game that moves backwards in time where you watch someone go so insane they become sane again but the twist is it looks like they're going crazy but they're not. They were actually crazy from the start, and they're so crazy that the world looks normal to them by the end. Uh, and something clearly happened to the world because you're on a floating island, and you're doing... Basically, it's like, do chores, but you descend into madness. And I've talked a million times about this, but, like, madness is not cosmic horror. The cosmic cosmic horror is literally cosmic scary stuff happening. It's not space. people going crazy. Space! Outer space. That's what you need for cosmic horror. That's where you the need cosmic two things comes for cosmic from. horror. You need space and you need crazy. Like and 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 this is my fucking problem. In so in, I gotta wait. Hold on. If we add if we make Crazy Taxi four in space, is that a, can we call that a cosmic <laughs> horror game? Because it's in space and it's crazy. Yeah, cosmic or uh, Crazy Taxi four or uh, well, oh, okay. Here's here's the title. Crazy Taxi Four: The Shadow Over Station Square. <laughs> Shadow Over uh, Shibuya Cho. <laughs> Shadows Over Tokyo Cho. Dude, Tokyo I want to write. Dude, I want to write. Cosmic the Horror Jet, Jet, Jet Radio, Radio. Cosmic dude. Horror, dude. I, I, they use graffiti to repel the forces. Okay, no, here's what it is. And, and, and Cthulhu is a playable character. No, I got this. Okay, I got this. Cthulhu on roller skates. I got this, all right? Cultists on roller skates are going around town spray painting eldritch runes. But people (laughs) think they're just another gang. Meanwhile, the GGs. The GGs. Gotta go and unpaint their, they gotta paint over their turf. They gotta protect their turf. They they don't know what they're getting into. They gotta protect their turf. They don't even realize it, but their graffitis are actually summoning an eldritch being of some kind. The the ancient god of whatever. And like, it's sort of like the record that that summons the underworld. The difference is these are cultists. Uh, It's the same sort of plot. These are cultists, and their graffiti is actually uh, an ancient language. And 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 they they're also on roller skates. Um, and their names are okay. What what what's the, the gang name? So the, the so it's so a couple of the gangs. There's the GGs. There's Poison Jam. There's Rapid Ninety Nine. There's the Noise Tanks. There's the Immortals. Um, let's see what else. Are the, there's um, uh, oh Love Shockers. There's the Doom Riders. Let's. And I, then, like, I have it. They're called the Black Goats. <laughs> okay. They're called the Black Goats. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, and and they're going around spray painting Tokyo Toe uh, with their with some, Eldritch, with rune. Eldritch runes. Yeah, and and maybe and maybe they have to they have to hit certain markers because on the map the shape is like a pentagram or some shit. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Upside down pentagram. 
and they got they got to tag the 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 five highest points in in Tokyo Toe. They got to tag these five towers because they point up to the stars. And and when you and they point up, they point up to the sky, which is going to open a portal above this sounds Tokyo like Toe. Great DLC. This sounds like great DLC. Is I mean, what this it's a great like. idea. Like, unironically, this is a great idea. And, and here's the deal: it's not out of the realm of reality. I mean, I mean, do, 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 let me ask you, Miles. Do you know how Jet Set Radio Future ends? No, I know the first game ends with a giant. Uh, oh, Egyptians! It's like uh, uh, the Egyptian pyramids. The immortals. The immortals. The immortals yeah. The immortals play an, uh, uh, a bigger role in the story. They're not like the final boss of Future. They're just kind of a part of the game they're they're a big quite part of the like second third of the game and then you fight the noise tanks at the end because the noise tanks are robots controlled by um uh goji uh who's the guy who's the businessman is running for mayor but anyway so how it ends is goji creates this big ass radio tower so he become he can become a dj and spread his evil i don't fucking know but anyways, you you beat some zero beats in the game of uh, uh, Tagger's Tag. Then you get sucked into the radio tower. You enter this, like, weird ethereal realm where there's just shit, like, around. Like, there's just boards and shit you can jump off of. You got to do all this crazy platforming to get up to the top. And then you fight Goji, who's a demon now, who's this big demon called uh, a kuju or a, a kuju or something like that and you can play as a kuju you can unlock the big ass bastard and roller skate around with them it's dope but it's also not even it's not even close to anything in the rest of the game like the rest of the game pushes it like i, I mean may, maybe this is a comment on on, on uh, excessive police force which is fitting of our times with how like fucking uh the the guy the uh, the head of the police chief I forgot his fucking name he's a psychopath summons helicopters summons from some fucking hindies which you of course take out by spraying them with graffiti because how else would you do it it's just serious yeah but you you motherfucking take out tanks cranes with chain guns on them helicopters that's great Tokyo Toe's got no problems except for the Rudies man it's great. I want Eldritch. I want Cosmic Jet Set Radio. So, really so, bad. Uh, okay, what's what's the title? We got Jet Set Radio and Jet Set Radio Future. What's this one called? Uh, Jet Set Radio. Uh, Jet Set Radio. We need a cool word. Yeah, we need a cool word. Like future. Um, yeah. Or revolution. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jet Set Radio Cosmos. All right. All right. It's not bad. All right. We all right. We'll, we'll go with that. that. All right. Working title. Title in yeah, progress. Jet Set Radio Cosmos. That's uh, not bad. Um... Yeah. Jet Set Radio, uh, um, a big evil monster in space. <laughs> yeah, Jet Jet Set Radio, spooky, scary, insanity. Sanity. Um, yeah, what so, if we like... Just, what if we drop the radio and just call it Jet Set Insanity? Jet Set Ins... Ooh, that is good. Jet Set Insanity... Jet Set Radio Insanity is actually not a bad name. All right, we'll go with that one. Jet Set Radio Insanity. JSRI, yeah. Jet Set Radio Insanity. And, uh, yeah... So, so that was one. I can't even remember half these fucking pixel art games I played. I, just, there's like so many of them. They're all 20 minutes and they're all bad. The problem is that they always end with like, so first of all, one of them was literally just a, a Junji Ito game, but instead of saying like, oh, it's based on this story by Junji Ito, it's based on, um, the window next door. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm familiar. I'm yeah. familiar with that story. Yeah. And then, and then the game is called from next door. Oh my God. Just, 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 just. I know what you're doing. 
Yeah. Admit to your 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 crime here. Admit yeah. to you fucking stealing this. Here here's the problem too. I've, It'll I've sell sp- better. Have I spoken about Junji Ito before? My general not like, on the consensus? podcast. I know you're not a big fan. Uh, I'm not a big fan of of people who tell me Uzumaki is amazing. I I think that that manga has six good chapters in it, and it's twenty chapters long. Um. And people who like Uzumaki, I'm convinced, only remember the first six chapters. And we're like, that was it. That part was really cool. And then they forget when the guy turns into the curly crab mascot from Spongebob. Um, <laughs> there, There is one panel that I, I heard it in the back of my head. Cause some, do, you know when, do you ever fill in sound effects when you're reading? Of course, something? yeah. Yeah, there was one panel I just, I, 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 I heard, boing! Like... <laughs> because because it's these people who are so corrupted by the spiral, they themselves curl out, but they're like stringy and like their tongues are sticking out. Yeah, they just look, like creep. Yeah, like just kind of eerie it's, looking. It's yeah. just well, it's not eerie. It looks goofy. It looks stupid. That's the problem. Yeah. Is all of his ideas end up stupid. Um, and and like the best Junji Ito stories are one offs, and people who think Uzumaki is his masterpiece haven't read any of his one offs because his one offs are good, and Uzumaki is good for six chapters, and then it sucks garbage ass. And, and, and like, and, and so, like, my, my issue with Junji Ito is that his stories work because his best stories are short. They have one spooky panel after a bunch of buildup, and then the ones that are not scary and fall on their fucking face, you just move on to the next one. Yeah. Um, the window next door is not one of his better stories. I'm dude, sorry. But it's creepy, though. But it's creepy, dude. It's fine. I mean, My I like that My tolerance for horror is low. Like, let's make that abundantly clear to the audience. Maybe maybe I'll have to reread it. Because, um, cause, like, Black Paradox is, is, like, proof that Junji Ito needs someone to be like, Junji, man, you need, you need to realize some of your ideas are so inaccessible and so dumb. Like, like it's this idea that, that they find the portal to another world inside of the stomach of someone and they pull out their own souls and sell them as gemstones. And then the ending is that they realize that the more gemstones they get, the more people, the more humanity is, is going to go extinct. And, and the ending of that, that manga is literally them sitting in a circle discussing that fact. All right, that's lame. That's, like, lame and not cool. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. Like, like after all this horror... Because here's what always ruins these pixel art games is the endings. The endings are always exactly the same. It's like, oh, my God, something horrifying happened. Yeah, it got me. Cut to the title screen. And it's, like, it's the same thing with a lot of, like, the, the best Junji Ito stories end with the characters in danger and you not being quite sure what's going to happen at the end of it versus like it ending with like a lot of them have overhead narration and it's like, okay, I know they're going to be fine. The end. Yeah. Um, and it's like, they got out of the situation. Okay. And maybe they, someone that they knew got dragged into the darkness by the leeches or something. Who knows? But, but yeah, so they just stole the idea and made the game. Uh, and then, Oh my God. What was the other one? I just, like, I just, I consumed a bunch of them and like, they were briefly interesting until they weren't because every time it ended, I was always like, this is the lamest thing that ever happened to me. And I, I do want to know what spurred this on. If you could elaborate on what, what kind of caused you to go down this rabbit hole of these. Well, like, I, I was thinking demos. about horror. I was thinking about horror and how I, I had very limited ideas for horror myself. I was like, I feel like I revisit a lot of my same kind of ideas. I, I, I come, come back to a lot of the same kind of scares a lot of the same kind of scenarios i need to branch out i need to see different kinds of horror 
because obviously I'm I'm very inspired by Resident Evil as a game. So I know mechanically how to do horror in that sense. But a lot of my influence on horror is, of course, uh, American kind of folktale um, where where it's like this big build up to a monster you don't see. The monster appears uh, and that's the end of the story, like uh, like scary stories to tell in the dark or Goosebumps, yeah. which are full narratives um which uh you know horror movies with similar kind of build-ups um i was like i want to explore different kinds of horror and and i i'm so fucking done with people saying indie horror games are just inherently better it's like they're not they're scarier because they don't have any mechanics and all you do is run away and because it's in the first person you can't tell when the ai has decided it's been you can't tell that the ai is leashed and it can't chase you a certain distance that's why outlast never did it for me was I played like for four, three hours at Outlast. I'm like, this just kind of sucks. Like, this is just kind of lame. My issue with Outlast is it has one of the best monster names. And then you see it and you're like, oh, it's just a ghost. Like, What's the monster name? The Wall Rider. Oh, my God. And, and I'm like, reminds I, me of the, you... the, the, it reminds me of the fucking ass lickers from RE2 remake. Well, no, when I when I heard the wall rider, I was picturing this thing that like crawls up walls backwards. Like it's got like spider like, you know, like its arms are bent backwards like the scene in The Exorcist. And it's like crawling up the wall and it's got no head and it's got no ass. And it's just like a torso with legs. And I I was like the wall rider. Like that's such a like those are the best kinds of horror names are ones that are so specific. Like you don't want like the doomer, you know, (laughs) (laughs) of course you want the doomer. You can meet him online anywhere. You can meet them at me, crack house. Um, <laughs> uh, you, you want, yeah, it's like you, you want these names that are like really creepy and like cryptic that, that sound like, oh, this is so otherworldly and scary. I don't know what this could be. And, and so the wall rider, he just looks like Gollum. Like, <laughs> no, I know, got, I like, know what he looks like. I've seen the guy, but it's just like, and, and it's like, it's like, it's like the reason that the slender man was so scary to so many people is because it was an image. Including me. Yeah, it's and just I a was, haunting image. Yeah, because it's a here's the, image. what I what I mean. Here's the deal. Like to me, what made Slenderman so so eerie is, is that Slenderman is is just human enough to where it kind of takes a second to notice that something's off. Yeah, and, and he but he's ju- but like the lack of the fucking face. He's tall, like way taller than your average fucking human being. Can I just say I fucking love Slenderman, like dude. Slenderman is awesome i know it's a meme but i fucking love slender man slender man is so good dude he, he freaks me out like i can't like i, I got uh, i watched about 30 episodes of marble hornets and i, I just got to the point the series yeah I, it, it's kind of boring i'm not gonna lie a lot of it's pretty fucking boring the the problem is is when you're watching it when you're following it a lot of it is just like episodes where things don't happen and you're like oh my god when's the jump scare when the jump scare and then it ends and you're just like now i'm tight in the chest it's like getting blue balled a little bit like you want the scare at some point because at the very least it just lets you like oh okay it's over thank god like you know it lets you breathe and 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 that is a scary heightened sense to be in but it is really like all these indie horror games you need a good scary ending where where you're genuinely frightened and and you get that release and and i think it is important to be appropriately frightened proportionately frightened um, that, and that's sort of the problem is, is you have a lot of these, these horror stories where it's just like, oh, spooky. And it's like, oh, I'm not appropriately frightened enough. So I have all this pent up spook in me. Yeah. Um, but I'm not, I'm not like scared enough that I'm not going to sleep well at night. But at the same time, I'm not like relieved enough where I feel satisfied. 
mm-hmm. with with getting scared. Like a truly great thing should leave you should should like scare you so much at the end that your hair stands on end and you're yeah. like, oh my god, I I have uh, you know uh, the the release I was waiting for happened, uh, and unfortunately the release is that I was so shocked. It's like jumping, you know what I mean, like a jump scare. But the difference is y- your insides jump, not the rest of you. And and once your insides jump, they rattle. Like that that's the most important thing. Um. And, and like Slenderman, like Marble Hornets is boring, but it has one episode that is a masterpiece, which is the episode when Alex moves into a new house. They find the tape. Alex yeah. moves into a new house and his girlfriend is filming it. And he turns around. Oh, my God. And, and she turns around camera. and he's there. Yeah, and, and he turns. She, but the best part is the build up. She, he sees her filming and he just gets so serious. And he's like, where did you get that? And she's yeah. like. And he's like, put that away. And she turns around and he's there. And like the it, effect dude, it's is horrifying. The, dude, the effect is so is, good because his arms are long. Like his fingers look really fucking long. Dude, it is terrifying. What episode is that? Do you know? I think it's episode 20. I might have to look again. Oh, fuck. I need to see. Dude, it is absolutely like pure. I am stricken with pure terror. Oh, dude. no, me I too, dude. I, I, have, I have a friend. Um, Shout outs to uh friend of mine probably not of the podcast karis um but she uh she she has admitted that that terrified her like more than anything else as a kid um and i i watched that when i was 15 i I have distinct memories of my closet being open and i was 15 oh dude oh no i was the same way when i was uh when i was 14 i remember um one of my cousins and i were looking up slenderman stuff and this was the first time we were reading up on scared shit scared me fucking shitless dude I I might actually need I need to fin- I might need to finish Marble Hornets. I've never finished it. I wa- I watched the uh the Nightmind um retrospective on it where he kind of goes through the whole story. Don't spoil which I think, anything. By the I way. won't. It's a decent way to go through it if you don't want to watch the individual pieces. Yeah. Just to get the narrative. Uh, uh ending was a little lame. Uh well, but, that's that's all of them, but I that's I all would horror. like I would like to to watch Nightmind, but the way he reads lines makes me want to fucking gouge my eyes out. He's like, "There's something in the woods." No- <laughs> I, dude, I like it. About, nothing about this story seems like it should be, but that's because it turns out that it's actually a bit of a ruse. On a on a Facebook post on 1980, you know, on, on uh, February nineteenth, twenty eighteen. It, it's it's it, I like it. It's he he just the way he does is like so. And the way my motherfucking man Nick Nocturne, which is a great name, great, great name. fucking radio name, uh, broadcasting name. I, I like the way he he does that voice, and he do a good impression. But the, the well, it's it's because the problem is the voice is all cadence, and I, I'm like, just talk up sometimes, you know? Don't talk down, talk up. Like he he is a down talker, where every every sentence ends like this. Like y- you know how Val the Valley Girl aesthetic is like, oh my god, talk like this, and it goes up. Yeah. yeah. Versus like, oh my god, talk like this, and it goes down. Yeah. Uh, I'm a down talker, for example. I think you're also a down talker. It, it can it can vary. Yeah, but I but I definitely trail. Uh, that was a huge problem when I was uh, uh speech for or speech and acting for radio was that was a big thing I critiqued on all the time is my uh, when I would be speaking and I'd finish a sentence my lines would trail. I I do that as well, unfortunately. But like there there is a there 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 is a certain like it's genuinely horrifying. And the best part about that is that you know there's going to be another episode. And the problem yeah. with a lame ending to a horror movie is when you're like, oh, that's all okay, all right, sure. I think there is only one thing that has ended so satisfyingly that I was like, I'm done. That was perfect. It ended exactly when I needed it to, and that was Ocarina of Time. 
of course. I'm trying to think because there are so few things where I'm like, this is the perfect length. This is exactly as long as it needs to be. I'm ready for this to end, but the ending, I'm excited for it to happen. Because a lot of the time when I get to the end of the game, I'm like, all right, let's wrap this up. All right, let's let's finish this up. I'm ready yeah. for this to be over. It, you, it takes something special for an ending to have me like so gripped where I'm like, oh my God, I am so ready to see the finale of this because... As much as I've loved the experience, like I've I'm fulfilled. Let's do it. And 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 so unfortunately, a lot of these horror games end too early and end on a Junji Ito kind of like attempt at a scare. And 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 again, those are mangas. You get scared, you read the next one, or you get scared and and you know you do something else. Like these horror games. First of all, I have to play them. I have to figure out what what bullshit you wanted me to do. What fucking scripts you needed. That's the other problem. It's like. Uh, how do I progress? Okay, well, clearly I need to trigger a script. Yeah, and and that and sometimes that cannot always be clear, so you just end up like wandering around and yeah, like P PT is awful about this. Like PT is fucking horrifying until you're like, how do I get the fuck out of this house? How does this end? Yeah, P PT PT's fun until the last bullshit puzzle. Yeah, I I liked that PT was like impossible to figure out, but then when it was time to actually do it. I was like, oh god, I, I, none of these are working. I'm not doing any of these right. P PT is like, if you ever are in a situation where you have the opportunity to play PT, because I know it's not accessible. It's been really. delisted, yeah. Yeah, I think there is a, uh, there, there was a game on PC, or some guy did like a port or like a full recreation. I think of it was it. a perfect recreation. More Looked fucking great for sure. I downloaded an EXE. I think it's on my old computer. I'm sure it's still up, probably. Or you can probably find a download for it. Internet n never lets anything leave. You know, you know what's great about PT? One, like a really underrated aspect of it is, you know, people have senses. They can sort of feel an aura around themselves and they can tell when something is behind them. Yeah. You turn around, something's not there. That's scary. And mm -hmm. it's even scarier as you turn around, something's not there. You turn back. Oh, my God, something's in front of me. Um, they actually programmed it so that Lisa, the ghost, is always behind the player. Yeah, and and like you feel it. It translates to the player. And 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 I don't know how. There's got to be some game design way or some psychological way where you can just kind of like feel it behind your back in the game itself as opposed to in real life. But like it's what a probably great just because it's probably just because like that level the level design of, of PT is so fucking tight. It's an L. It's a literal fucking L. That is one of the coolest games. It, it's a great dude. It's scary it's horrifying dude yeah when the fucking uh radio starts talking to you look it's up. so good oh it's so good dude and then it's like i said look up i love when you look up and nothing's there but if you look up sometimes lisa's above you it's like that shit's great what a fan fucking tastic game my I'm favorite glad is when it tells you to turn around and you turn around she fucking tosses you on the ground fucking horrifying bitch I, Jesus. I like i liked when she's in the window and she's like shuddering there, there's an affected movies called undercranking where when you undercrank things move fast and unnaturally it's like that jittery effect you oh, see oh it's like a movie. 1920s style Ch chili chaplin look yeah well like yeah because when you manually crank it but there are there are people who deliberately undercrank it and then they say okay dance and it's like you're doing this sort of thing and then yeah. when you speed it up it's like your head is vibrating um mm -hmm. you know or, or like like let's say you're just just an, a move that an audience member can imagine let's say you're doing the sprinkler right yeah you know and it's like that's the that's the speed of the sprinkler. When you undercrank it, it might actually look like you're jittering and and sprinkling. Yeah, a, that's why that's why Lisa's so freaky. Is Lisa just like 
She jitters. She looks like she's she looks like she's frame hopping. Well, well, there there someone pointed this out, which is that the unnatural movement that isn't mocapped of Silent Hill monsters is scarier than the mocapped movement of later Silent Hill monsters because later movement it just looks like Tarman from uh, Night Return of the Living Dead, where Tarman is just clearly a guy who's moving in unnatural ways versus Lisa who is jittering in unnatural ways. She yeah. looks like she's being undercranked, like like there is a camera on her. And the film is playing in real time, but she was filmed in an undercrank. Um, and and so it's just good. Like and, and none of these none of these fucking games have that vision. That's the problem at the end of the day, is that it's just like, oh, walk here. Uh oh, the music is a drone. How spooky. What? Oh my god, at the end of the story. There is a monster, and it's like the 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 Junji Ito ripoff game from Next Door has a very yeah. traditional horror buildup, where it's like, oh, day one, I found a strange room. Oh, day two, I found a strange journal. Oh, day three, uh, I I can't. There's I found the key to the strange room. Uh, there are boards over the window. Day four, I removed the boards. Day five, uh, oh, at night something came heard it out my outside my window uh nights you know i leave and there's footprints everywhere and it's like great movie build up that's really exciting in a movie but not in a game not necessarily in a game and 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 you end up that's the problem is is people shinji mikami in 1996 some fucking guy at capcom was like hey you remember goof troop yeah, hey, Goof Troop guy, you remember Sweet Home? And he's like, vaguely, and he's like, make Sweet Home for the PS1. I'll tell you why it worked. Because M- Mikami had a game-first attitude about the whole thing. Everything. Everything he did, game-first. And that's why his games are good. Except for Piano 3 and The Evil Within. Piano 3 looks cool, though. It looks like an interesting curio. I'm sure it's not. I'm sure it doesn't play super well. It's pretty bad. Uh, it, it, the problem is that it's it's fun for a minute and then it's like five hours long. Oh, OK. I hear you. Yeah. So it, it's tedious. It's not bad so, per se. It's tedious. Um, but uh, it, 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 it I wish it was a more. You ever play Gungrave on PS2? No. How is that? It, it looks fucking insane. It's like one of those games where it's like, I can't believe not more people talk about this. Like, it, it looks like you just mash the square button, but it's the most insane shit I've ever seen. Like, he just shoots these pistols at, like, 100 miles an hour. So bullets are just flying out of these things, and it's so loud. It's, like, the bullets are so loud in the fucking mix that I don't even know if there's music. It might just be, you know? <laughs> Sounds like outside my apartment. I-, I wanted to ask when we were talking about, about Junji Ito earlier. Have you ever read any of uh, Shintaro Kago's work or seen any of his art? No, I need to. There, there's another. There is another horror uh, artist I needed to read. I wrote his name down too. He's less horror and more just like Guro. Someone told me is is that the same guy? Because someone recommended me that artist who does Guro, and he yeah. was like, I think it's supposed to be erotic art too. It Loki kind of is. It lo- it's like a mix of that. I, I mean, I think genuinely some of his art is like fucking beautiful. Oh, no, I, I happen to like Guru. It, it doesn't turn me on. It doesn't do the thing it's supposed to do. But I, I just I love the fact that there that there is it's such an, a clean dissection of the the anatomy of the body and, and the horror of what's inside of us at all times. Exactly. So I, I brought it up because there's a so so he's only done one manga and it's a collection of short stories called Superdimensional Love Gun. And one of the stories, 
I'm not gonna lie. Has imagery that when I think about it is so disgusting. It it almost it, it almost brought me to vomit. I'm excited. Like, do you want me to tell you what it is? Or, no, or I'm gonna you... discover it myself. And then okay, next week I, I'm yes. gonna talk about it. Super Dimensional Love Gun. I'll I'll read through the rest of it too. I only heard this story. I'm like, this is the most like actually heinous thing that my brain has ever had the dish pleasure of having to imagine don't don't sell it to me because okay. don't sell it to me because i, when I don't you want to oversell yeah. I, I, I i oversell everything because I, I just i do have a question shit. though yeah how dark are his mangas i don't i don't know i, I don't know how dark they are how how dark i mean he, here's the deal kago's mo mostly an illustrator he does I don't think they're that dark. They're super dark. Well, I don't want to fucking discredit this guy. No, I, I was expecting you to play into the meme. Yeah, but I, but 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 what at what cost? At what cost? You would correct yourself afterwards. That's the cost. <laughs> super dark. All right. Thank you. Well, right. that was the least funny bit I've ever set you up for. Oh, oh no, there's been worse. There's definitely been worse if we what go is, back. What has been the worst bit? on this podcast i remember there was a on this podcast the worst bit yeah the least funny what is what is the worst episode of this podcast comment the below. worst episode of this podcast is crack house detox don't at me that's not a good episode you're right that that is that is the only episode where i'm like this episode sucks last week's episode is is okay it's not one of the better ones no but, i wasn't a fan of that one that much but, it was but, fine I, I fucked up. <laughs> it was I it was it was just a, that was just a we should not have recorded that yeah. day. Like we should not have just recorded that day. Um I I would I would I would actually say it's I would actually say it's episode two. I think Crack House on Quarantine is not a good episode. I, I don't really remember anything that happens in it, so yeah, probably I, I, I made it ten minutes in and I was like, this is boring. Um Crack House Detox, people have given us well, not you. People have given me comments on 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 my thing about nihilism and i was like I, but i say that all the time <laughs> like what what bad bad were they giving you bad comments no they 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 were saying like thank you i i really appreciated your thoughts on that and i was like i guess damn i'm we're changing hearts and minds out here dude crack house is changing hearts and minds people people got something out of that episode i didn't because i said it yeah it just it just depress it just depresses me it's it's just not what i want i mean i think it's the worst episode just because it's not what i want the show to be no me either um but I think it's episode two, personally. But you can let us know. And if it, if you say uh, it's um, if if you say it's Justin got AIDS, I'm actually going to fucking throw I'll cry. Me. And that's like yeah. th there's like a very I, I don't believe in objectivity in art criticism, but like that's a wrong. Like, I don't know <laughs> what else to say. That is a bad opinion. You're just wrong if you don't think Justin Got AIDS is like one of our better episodes. Wait, like Coconut Fred? That shit's amazing. C come on. We're, we're jerking ourselves off. We're just talking about how good our own podcast is. Uh, well, this this is the, well, this is what I've realized <laughs> is that this, this is genuinely what I've realized about most podcasts is that this is the logical end to all podcasts, to all pods, to all pods, to all peas. When you because when you have a show that you put on every week or sometimes twice a week or daily, depending on whatever you do. And, and it is something where you aren't when you when you aren't doing reporting, we don't report anything. I, I do. I try really hard to stay away from like doing news. I don't want to talk about news. I, I like to talk about news if it's a springboard for a greater topic. But I don't really like talking about news and I don't really like to th make things super serious most of the time.
But when you have a show like ours that it is about joking and memeing, and you have a great meme like Hannah Baker's fat ass or the kids WB snow jam or or uh, or, or fucking wacky packs with Eric eyeball. And da- I, I was listening to that. I got the name wrong. It's Danny Diarrhea, not Diarrhea Danny, Dan. Di- <laughs> well, which is funnier because I actually think it's Danny Diarrhea. Danny Diarrhea is significantly funnier. Yeah. And I fucked up. I, I, I like it when it's when it's name gross thing. Like yeah. Eric, uh, Eric Eyeball is just so funny because what does that mean? Does he have? <laughs> is he? Is it just an eyeball? No, is it like it's, those monsters his from? Are, uh, he's, his eyes are popping out of his head. Oh, okay. Like whoa. Like, yeah, yeah. Like he's got big. Like whoa. Like, like the mask. Like the mask. If anyone's yeah. seen the, that movie. <laughs> If anyone's seen that classic Jim Carrey movie, The Mask. I, I actually love Jim Carrey. I, I think he's a good guy. He's I mean, good as Robotnik in uh, the Sonic movie. In the Truman Show. Fan friggin' That's a great film. movie. Truman yeah. Show's a great movie. I saw that in my It's a class. good movie, though. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to this week's Mika's Crackass. You can follow us on Twitter if you want to send us any questions. Hit us up. Interact with us at Mika's Crackhouse. I got nothing else. Miles, do you have any last words for the, for the people? No, that's it. Take us home. Okay, cool. I was teeing you up for like a maybe a meme. Maybe you can do a callback to something we did earlier. Oh, I will say this. Make sure to uh, watch your Steam pages. Jet Set Radio Insanity coming to early access soon, baby. Just like cover Revolt of Gamers, which is the absolute worst subtitle ever fucking conceived. Ladies and gentlemen, good night. Anime thighs when she opened up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy is so tight, I just really want to pipe. Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties, she's only five. Anime thighs when she opened up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy is so tight, I just really want to pipe. Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties, she's only five. Bitch, I'm about to fuck this cutie, so I whip out my katana And I knock this little bitch out with just one hit like I'm Saitama Why you act like you retarded, like little bitch, I don't want drama I still hit when she says no, don't understand when she don't wanna, a Sword fighting with my penis like I'm in a fucking dojo All these bitches want me like my name was fucking Jojo Asian penis is too tiny like it was a nose show Bitch, don't watch your coochie, watch anime with the bros, though with my motherfucking bitch I might pull up, give those thighs a little motherfucking kiss And man, if you talking shit, tell Ryuki you on a list Yeah, your sister is my groupie, she take this anime Dick. Okay, okay, like little bitch, I don't care if that fat ass is too deep. Score a bounty on that pussy, you can call me Spike Lee. Putting out fire, getting ice, bitch, I'm Todoroki. And if you got some shit to say, then you can say it to me. Anime thighs, when she opened up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy is so tight, I just really want to pipe. Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties, she's only five. Anime thighs, when she 